Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello, and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. How are you, Neil? Fantastic, Josh. Ready to rock. Yeah, you ready to rock? There's uh, there's some beef right now between Neil and I, which we're going to get to later on in the show. But uh, it's not like actual beef. It's just um, beef that's it's just the same shit. It's all love all on the my time. All yeah, it's all love hands. on your end. But um, yeah, I'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, let's get into some Raptors playoff matchup here. So yeah, as you all have seen, uh, game one and game two have already happened. The Raptors have uh, are down zero and two to the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, it already happened. But like, did the Raptors? Were they aware that it was happening? Because I, I don't think they even showed up to those games. See, that's the thing. That's um, there's a lot to break down here. There's a lot to um, a lot to talk about in this series. Um, but obviously, your first reaction is that the Raptors just haven't shown up yet, um, which is fair to say. I mean, like you you watch that that series, they're just like they're not fighting enough for those rebounds. You can argue that their defense is lacking. You can argue that like. Fred Van Vliet, I think he's hit like one three-pointer this entire series so far. Like it's just a lot of it has been tough to watch. Um, so the, the and that's like one thing, right? Like a, a lot of their effort is just maybe not there. They they just seem disheartened. Yeah, and I think there's a reason why they're disheartened. It's because calls just aren't going their way. When you have a player like Joel Embiid, who's probably close to 325 pounds, give or take, um, step on Scotty Barnes' ankle. Did you see the actual clip? Did you see Scotty Barnes? Because, yeah. like, it's one thing to accidentally step on someone's ankle. You think it was malicious? Here's the thing. When you look at the clip, like I, yeah, like I said, it's one thing to put accidentally step on someone's foot and have it roll over. But he then puts all of his weight on Scotty Barnes's leg. You see it in soccer all the time when like malicious acts like that happen. And when they put all of their weight, when they go and yeah, lift up their other foot and put all of their weight on the other person's foot, yeah. that's when it becomes malicious. And that's exactly what happened. I saw it like right away. I'm like, he's getting kicked out. He's getting thrown out. That's that's an intentional intentional foul intentional flagrant he was trying to cause him harm yeah if you do that in a basketball game especially in a playoff game like you should be that's a double tech like see you later but lo and behold he's still in the game and scotty barnes is now in a walking boot so that pissed me off a little bit also Embiid um at one point in the game poked scotty barnes in the eye that happened um, and then he poked Ken Birch in the eye as well, and Ken Birch had to actually go to the locker room. So that's three technical fouls. Players don't get three technical fouls in a game. Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen. Those All three of those should have been technical fouls, and he should have been out of the game. I don't understand how... Because, yeah, I understand, like, he had an MVP-type season, but that doesn't excuse the fact that he can have these acts during the game you can't act this way and get away with it yeah understand like yeah you have two of the best players in the league on one team and you want them to continue 
to, you know, play in the playoffs to drive ratings. But the referees are always taking over the fucking game, man. Like, they're always taking over the fucking game. It's ridiculous. And I'm sure you want to talk about it, but Embiid is also, with Nick Nurse trying to get a call at all costs. This is what Nick Nurse does, though. Like, this is what all coaches do in the entire NBA. Like, if a call doesn't go their way. Nick Nurse is constantly riding the refs when he sees that refs are not going to call shit in Toronto's favor. Mm -hmm. Like, when they're being, you know, like, when they're outplaying their opponent and the Raptors are still not getting calls, Mm -hmm. Nick Nurse will voice his concerns and his displeasure. Yeah. Embiid cries literally all the time. Every single time a call doesn't go his way. He throws his arm up. He throws his arms up. He gets in the ref's face. He starts pushing other players. Like, this is just what Embiid does all the time. He also, he's the king of flops. Yeah. The amount of times he's been on Shocked and a Fool for flopping is like he's a record holder there. It's it's ridiculous. And he's done it all, all like I've tweeted out certain clips where he's just that one where uh Harden was trying to drive the paint and ran into Ananobi. Yeah. And then ran into Embiid and both of them fell down. Embiid and Harden both fell down and Ananobi was just standing there like I was I literally didn't do anything. And Embiid got a foul. It's ridiculous. I don't understand, man. Like, I... This series is nowhere close to being over. No. The Raptors have to win the game tonight. Game three in Toronto. Um, I think the series still has a chance. Like, the Raptors still have a a very big opportunity here Mm -hmm. to, you know, bounce back. and They have to win tonight. You have to win tonight. You can't go down three games to none. Go down 3-1, but you can't go down 3 nothing and come yeah, back it takes the wind right out of your sails but um yeah no in order the thing a whole the whole thing about the home court advantage like the reason why you want it is because the other team has to win a game in your home court and it, that's going to be hard to do um with these annoying as hell philly fans but the raptors have to if they want to win this series they have to win a game in philly they have to yeah and they can you know we've seen the regular season We've seen the Raptors go into Philly and win games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not not to say that the Raptors can't beat this team. This is a, probably the best matchup for the Raptors in the playoffs. They're going to win a series. They have a chance to match up well against another team in the East. This is a series that we wanted. This is a series that we got. Mm-hmm. They've just been outplayed by guys like Maxi and James Harden and Embiid. Like, they got to shut those three players down. Mm-hmm. Even Harris. You know what I mean? Like, they're... They're just letting these guys do whatever they want, like on the offensive side. Yeah. And the Raptors are a defensive team. Yeah. Well, one of their key defenders is out right now, thanks to Joel Embiid. But uh, one of the things, yeah, you were talking about before briefly was uh, Embiid talking to Nick Nurse in the final seconds, in the dying seconds of the game. Fuck. Really just getting in his face saying, like, let's, like, stop bitching about calls. Yeah. Like, who do you think you are, like, talking to a coach like that? Like, the best coach in the NBA. The best coach in the NBA. Um, I saw Sid Sixero put out a tweet, actually, after that game, saying, I better see someone in a Raptors jersey put Joel Embiid on his ass in Game 3, because if Joel Embiid is going to get all the calls going his way, we better make him count. Which is fair. I hope we come out with physicality. 
which we did in game two. We came, we definitely came out with more physicality, but we were also getting more calls. But I think we definitely just have to play with more physicality. I think we have to show more passion. And I think we have to, we the Raptors were getting good looks too on their three pointers and on their, like even inside the arc, but they just have to convert on those attempts. Yeah. I mean, they're, the Raptors have a lot of film to go over from these two games and see where it went wrong, went wrong. Pardon me. Raptors started out really hot in game two. Mm-hmm. They went, they got out to a really quick start. They, um, you know, they were flowing on all cylinders, but then they just dropped off. They let Philly do whatever they wanted again. Their defensive energy wasn't there. Guys like Ananobi need to step, step up, right? Ananobi was known as a, like an, a defensive stopper mm-hmm. before he developed some offensive game. He needs to lead the tone here. Siakam, he can stop Embiid. He's done it in the past. You mentioned his zero-point game against the only time, yeah. Siakam before. He needs to just bring that energy and like really hone in on trying to stop. The Raptors fans need to come out, man. That's one of the other things that I was going to talk about is that Nick Nurse says we need, we're going to need Toronto to be loud. This needs right. to be a hostile environment. And it will be, 100%. The, all of us Raptors fans have watched these, these first two games, and we've seen Embiid bully our team. Yeah. Embiid literally, I will go to my grave believing that Embiid intentionally hurt Scotty Barnes' ankle. And that's, you know, and all of our Raptors fans have seen that happen. So I hope we boo the shit out of him. I hope there's as many ref you suck chants as possible. And I hope we cheer on our players. Every single shot that we make, I hope that crowd is like max level sound. Yeah. There's no worse fans in the world than Philadelphia fans. None. There's no fan base. The fan base in Philly will turn on their own players. Yeah. Ben Simmons. In in baseball, Alec Bohm, the third baseman for that team, committed three errors in a game. I know I'm talking baseball when we're talking basketball. Sure. But this is a couple weeks ago. He committed three errors in a game. He's still in his second year. Like, he's still really young and developing. But he was drafted third overall in, in baseball a few years ago. And the fans started booing him after he had that third error. And it was actually caught on camera where he's like, I fucking hate this place. He said that to the shortstop during the game. And it was caught on camera. And literally, that's how players feel playing in Philly because of how fucked up the environment is there. The environment is, yeah. Like, they... They just hate playing in that hostile environment where they don't even know if they're going to be cheered or booed by their own fans. Mm-hmm. And Bede for a long time was booed by his own fans. Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Why do you think Ben Simmons wanted out of Philly? Now I understand. Yeah, I've I've never actually thought about it, but I was like, why would he want to play in Philly? The fans are fucking suck. They suck. There's no like passion behind the team. They're just an angry group of people. Yeah, I know. So I mean, I I don't blame. Um, players who are playing in Philadelphia to want out of Philly. All I'm saying when I say hostile environment, I want the Raptors to the fan base to have that. I mean, like I want it to be hard for the opposing team to come in. Yeah. Which it will be when we, if we were in Philly and we said, I want this team, this fan base to be hostile. They're going to take it out on their own players. If they miss a shot, Mm -hmm. that's just how it is. Exactly. But 
I mean, we've all seen the Raptors of playoff atmosphere in Scotiabank Arena. Like yeah. it's it's gonna be like deafening in there, and I and it should be. Yeah, and I hope Drake's there too because I want him to be on Embiid's ass as well. Which if he's there, he will be. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Should we move on though? Let's move on. Let's talk some Leafs. My God, the Leafs. Let's talk some Leafs. Um, I'm, so, we're going to get to the fact that Austin Matthews had a slump last week that cost me my fantasy matchup. Yeah, so I was actually at the game on Thursday. How, like, I was texting you while you were at that game, yeah. telling you I hated you, because that was the most one of the most electric games I've ever seen on TV. Yeah. And, like, so how was it being there? It was incredible. Uh, game ended up being 7-4 in Leafs' favor. Right. But to be at a game where you saw 11 goals, it was unbelievable. Was it 7-4? Uh, as far as I remember. Yeah. You know, a few few beers deep, you know, you Fair. start to forget the score. Fair enough. All you know is that you're you're cheering for a goal every other minute. It's fucking yeah, wild. Which was happening. It was. Um, that was a fantastic game. You saw a little bit of everything. You saw goals galore. You saw a fight. You saw a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a great all-around game. But one thing that I did... The one downside to that game was Austin Matthews had gone two games before this without scoring a goal. So obviously, now that betting is legal in Ontario, Canada, mm-hmm. placed a nice little wager on Austin Matthews to score a goal. He didn't show up. He didn't show up. Which is weird because like every time Willie Nylander showed up and he has been showing up. Yeah, he's on fire right now. Every time Matthews doesn't score in a game, everyone else does. It's like it's always like an eight-two game, and everyone else scores and has like like Inval will have the game of his life. Spezza will get two. Tavares will get his monthly goal, and then Matthews does nothing. Which again, I'm I'm a little bit bitter about, but uh, here we are. He's still a fifty-goal scorer. Do you think he's gonna hit sixty? No. No. I don't think so. I, he has to play. Like, he has to play for it for fair. him to hit six. He is. He is injured right now. He's out. He's been out the last two games. He's questionable for the next game. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't foresee with the Leafs being in the spot they are. They just literally. They're going to be in the playoffs. They've just set records, for the most points in a season ever that they've mm-hmm. ever had. Yep. As of last had, night, they yeah. have more than fifty wins. Mm-hmm. It's the most wins that they've ever had. All time in an 82 game season. See, but I the, don't understand why they would rush Austin Matthews back yeah. before the start of the playoffs. Just to get him some, get him like, get his feet under him coming back from an injury yeah. before the playoffs. Um, but like, I feel like every single year, Neil, there's a different record being set by this Leafs team. And it's like, we'll praise them, like, start the parade, let's go, like, the cup is ours. And then they get to the first round, and then what happens? They blow it in six or seven games. So, like... Are you using your crystal ball right now and looking ahead and seeing a 4-1 lead in the third period with six minutes left to go and blowing that lead and then, you know, losing in overtime to lose to the Boston Bruins? See, I'm not even triggered by that anymore. Like, I've gone through my therapy I'm for very that. triggered. <laughs> I'm still triggered. Like Because they even... blew... They've blown... I know. 4-1 leads. 4-1 leads twice this year. Yep. 
two times. They also blew a five-one lead as well. But um, yeah, no, I I'm I'm not triggered by that. It's just it's just numbness now. It's like until this team wins a playoff series, until this Leafs team wins a playoff series, I will not. 100% get behind them. And I've said this on the podcast. I said it last year um, after our episode when we just ripped apart the Leafs organization after that Game 7 loss. But I will not 100% back this team until they win a playoff series. Can I ask you something? Sure. Go for it. Has the, like the, the deep cuts mm-hmm. that the Leafs year after year of heartbreak, has this affected... Your ability to be in a relationship, <laughs> because you know you're you're, you're at a being point. Where just, I'm just hearing. I'm hearing <laughs> you. I'm serious. hearing you speak right now, and all I can hear is, you know, I have a numbness to this. I can be br- heartbroken year after year, <laughs> and it doesn't affect me at all. You know what? Um, I think, to be completely honest with you, I think um, it's it's a it's a vice versa kind of thing, and what I mean by that is. Maybe my relationships have made it easier for me to deal with the Leafs. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, maybe my heartbreak in my relationships. I feel like the word trust is not in your... It doesn't exist in it your doesn't. world. It doesn't. No, I've been heartbroken in my relationships. I've been heartbroken in... Wow, we're getting deep here. Yeah. We're shooting our thoughts here. But I've been heartbroken by relationships and the Leafs. My relationship with the Leafs and my relationships in general. Um, and I feel like just it's an overall just uh, lack of trust, I guess. <laughs> lack of trust. Wow, this is turned into a therapy sh- session real quick. Uh, but no, I, I, I'm just saying, I don't want to fully invest myself in. I'm going to watch every game, obviously, but I'm not going to fully invest myself in the Leafs and their cup aspirations until they win that first round. Well, I'm here to say, um, along with the three or 400 listeners a week that we have, Mm. um, that it's going to be okay. Is it? The Leafs are going to be okay. Personally, you personally, the Leafs, Leafs, we're going to get through this. We're eventually going to turn the tide. Are we? Is it going to be this year? In your honest, honest opinion, if you look at this team and the depth that they have and their matchups going into this playoff, this this playoff series, I guess, do you think they can do it? I don't know. I'm see, you don't have the trust either. I don't. I don't. I don't. I have a little bit of trust, but again, I take it game by game. I'm like, I, I don't. I'm not going to be here to say, I'm not here to start the fucking cup parade, plan the parade. I'm here saying, hey, they have a good team. They have a good team that could stack up well in other, against other teams. They have a good offense. Also, they have the best player, maybe the top three player in the league behind Leon Dreisaitl. Oh, my God. They have a great, you know, uh, goaltender tandem in Colgren and Campbell. Shulgren. Shalgren and Campbell, but I'm not going to be here to say, "Hey, this team's winning the cup," because we've been down this road before. Yeah. Should I say it? Go ahead. Leafs are going to win the cup this year. Oh my god. 
Leafs are going to win it this year. You don't. You don't even believe that. <laughs> like you don't. I'm trying to convince myself like, as I say. You're it. saying it with a big ass smile on your face. I'm trying to convince you and our listeners as well as myself. I think the Leafs have what it takes. Yeah. If you look at this scene, I think Austin Matthews is the best he's ever been. I think that that pairing of him and Marner is the strongest it's ever been. I think they finally found a third uh, in Michael Bunting for that for that line yeah. that finally works and works well. I think their power play is right where it needs to be right now. Yeah. I think Jack Campbell um, is looking mighty fine right now between the pipes. And I feel like we have the, we have the belief, we have the passion right now. You've got Kyle mm-hmm. Clifford in there to, to rough up some people when needed. You've got, um, Wayne Simmons in there and people are actually like going into the corners and defending their teammates. You know what I mean? We haven't seen that in the years past. Yeah. But what's been the the problem in years past is Mitch Marner uh, not showing up in playoffs. playoffs, He just, he just doesn't know how to play in the playoffs anymore. I don't understand. Um, He needs to shake that. Uh, Last year, Jason Spezza was our best player in the, in In the the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. Made no sense because no one else showed up. Um, but this year's different, you know. Got you got a lot of veteran presence like Mark Giordano. Mm-hmm. Um, got a knock on wood that Jake Muzzin stays healthy. He got injured last year. Um, Giordano looks good. I, I really like that acquisition. Yeah, he looks all right. He's he fits a team need, which mm-hmm. is uh, a, a veteran defensive presence. Mm-hmm. Um. But guys like Lilgren is stepping up. You know what I mean? Guys like Sandin are stepping up. This is like a deeper team that we've seen in years past, mm-hmm. right? Like we have Michael Bunting, who's on a very cap-friendly hit like this year and next year. But he's technically a rookie. He's a 26-year-old rookie mm-hmm. this year who has scored at almost a point-per-game pace. He is the best bargain in the NHL, and he plays for the Maple Leafs. He's going to be an X-factor this year in the playoffs. Nylander is going to be an X factor. And Michael Bunting is also drawing penalties. Like it's no tomorrow, which is great. Yeah. Like he knows how to get under people's skin and he knows how to bait them into doing something that'll give us a power play. There's an X factor on this team too. Um, who is an unsung hero. Um, I actually, I actually had this question. I asked myself and asked a few of my friends at the game as well. I was just like, in all honesty, who the fuck, Names are child Pierre. I'm talking about Pierre Engvall. Uh, French people, Neil. <laughs> Pierre Engvall, unsung hero of the Toronto Maple Leafs. The giraffe. That you plays see that his they, heart out every game he plays. You see that the other players call him the giraffe because yeah. he's, a, he's a monster. His name is Pierre. Imagine having a child and seeing your child for the first time and then looking at him and be like, that's a peer. Well, I imagine it would be like, oh, what should we name our child today? And they, oh, this is a peer. I feel like that's uh, that's the that's the conversation. That I happens. just don't like, you know, who has ruined Pierre for me is Pierre Maguire. I thought you were going to say Trudeau. Uh, Pierre Maguire, yeah, yeah, is possibly the most hated person in all, all of NHL commentary. <laughs> yeah. He literally is the most awkward, weird hated person yeah burn and help yeah mcguire mm-hmm. and uh yeah no that's definitely ruined like there's certain people in this world that ruin names for me 
Like I will never be able to name my child Neil because that's just like <sighs> the worst. Why is that? Because I keep getting dominated by Neil in fantasy sports. One of our that's topics. We, did you write that? How did that end uh, up there? Oh yeah. Did one you of our topics. Did you want to read it? One of our topics um, <laughs> is NHL fantasy. And the domination by Neil over Josh up. in all fantasy competition I'm gonna continues. Throw up. I'm gonna what? What is that? Dog. I don't know. How did that end up? I there? don't know. It's I don't know how it ended up there. It's it's so weird. So what but, happened? What happened this past week? Uh, okay, so once again, Neil and I were facing off in the playoffs in fantasy hockey, and and we face off all the time in playoffs in fantasy sports, but specifically this this instance was this fantasy hockey. And it was close all week, like literally neck and neck all week. And it came down to Sunday night. And around Sunday at like 4 p.m., our our scores were tied. It was like 162.4 to 162.4. It was ridiculous. And even our projected for that night was like two points off. And so I was like, you know what? Like this is going to be like we both used all of our ads by Sunday night. Like, this is going to be a, a battle right down to the finish. It's yeah. going to be an interesting one. And actually, I was sitting at a at the bar watching that Leaf game because I was just like, I need Marner to score five goals. Uh, because before the Leafs game, yeah. I got a notification that my star forward, my star goal scorer, Austin Matthews, was not going to be playing that night. Which fair, you know, Austin Matthews, you got some illnesses, you got some, you got an injury to deal with, um, even though you lost a lot of people, a lot of money. That's fair. You're a hockey player. Put you first. I respect that. So at that point, Austin Matthews is out. I was just like, okay, my chances just went down significantly to win this week. And I was like, you know what? I still got Patrick Laine. He's having a hell of a week. He's having a great week. He's scoring like two goals a game. Like, all week long. He's, like, keeping me afloat. I was like, I still have him on Sunday night. Ten minutes before his game starts, I get a notification. Patrick Laine is now out for this game. And I texted you, and I was just like, congrats on the win. Let me explain something to you. Yeah, yeah, go for it. You can stack all of the players you want. Oh my God. Well, I'll tell you exactly what this is. This is karma. This is you How going out. How is this out. karma? You had McDavid, Matthews, Marner, and other Rantanen, Landeskog. Like, you stacked stars on your team. And I told you, I was like, you're going to eventually have to face me. And I'm going to whoop your ass. No, you didn't whip my ass, Neil. <laughs> there was no ass whooping whatsoever. It was the only reason you beat me was because of injuries. And also you picking up Mike Smith and getting a shutout. But I also told you on the show last week that having savvy amongst your team and the foresight to see that games are being played. The Montreal Canadiens on- did nothing for you. They did nothing. <laughs> I looked at your scores. They did absolutely nothing. They did nothing for me, too. But the thing is... They weren't scoring any goals. You didn't get any points from your Montreal Canadiens players. <laughs> you're just trying to make it seem like you're ahead of the curve here. No, the Montreal Canadiens did nothing. Then how did I beat you? With the lackluster... Injuries. No star team. Like, no star players on my team. I had Austin Matthews injured. I had Patrick Lining injured. For one game. I also lost Landeskog. For one game. I also lost Mark Shifley. 
God, God, God forbid you lose Mark Shifley. Landis Gog was out the whole week. Mark Shifley was out the whole week. I also lost uh, Tristan Jari. I lost him to injury. You have the same amount of pickups that I do per week, right? I know, but... And or, I, that's or do you have less? Sorry, I, I, I don't <laughs> know how the rules... You're the commissioner in this league. You had first overall pick. Yeah, and you, I didn't. I did. I did. I did get first overall. Which is a I random. I ninth in this draft. It, just it just a, say, number nine. Who, do number you remember one. who you picked in your ninth pick? I think it was Marshawn. Really? Why would you pick round. Marshawn in the first round? Uh, same reason that I'm in the finals right now. I actually know what I'm oh doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, was, I was struck with injuries. And that's one of the things that... Every single year, it's like the Leafs. Like you get, you get so hyped up. I was so hyped up for this hockey team that I had. I was like, this is this is crazy. I was dominating everyone all year long. I was dominating. Not me. You, I, you lost two times in three weeks to me. Just a just a oh reminder. Sorry. Okay. Just a reminder. Anyways, a- am I wrong? And then we got it wasn't to the a fluke final. that I beat you one time. We got to the semifinals, and I was struck with injuries, and that's all it takes to get out of fantasy. Literally, like I'm not, I'm not taking this win away from you. Yes, you beat me fair and square. Now I'm having an inner turmoil conflict with my own fantasy uh, issues here, and that's it, it's it's prominent in fantasy football as well. Uh, in basketball, you have the issue of players getting sat out near the end of the year that we're going to. You don't really have that in other leagues. Yeah. Um, but in, specifically in basketball, players get sat out near the end of the year, and that's something we have to look at. But fantasy hockey, players get injured. like, And you get notified five minutes before the game that that player is not playing. If I knew that Austin Matthews and Patrick Lyon were going to be out for Sunday in advance... I would have picked up different players for Sunday. But that's one of the issues is that like you can have the best team possible, which arguably, I don't know if you want to agree with me on this, but I think that I did have the best team. No doubt. But when it comes to a week-by-week basis. You had like four or five first-round picks on your team. I did. I did. Um, But yeah, when it comes to -to week-to-week basis, you can lose your matchup and be out of it forever based off of the injuries that you have that's crazy yeah hey better luck next year do we do we possibly go up to like eight ads a week next next year you're in 10 no keep it at five keep it at five yeah you think so yeah okay do we do we make it as um a priority like saying like keep the rolling priority in terms of waivers or do you want to change it to like 10th gets first priority first yeah, gets it should be priority. that way it should be that way yeah okay maybe i'll maybe i'll look into that next year so instead of the waivers didn't really affect anything this year no they really didn't um you didn't really have any big drops as the year went on you you have your big drops like near the end of the year when all of these players um you know are, are you're getting notifications that these players are out for the season or these players are going to be out for a couple weeks and you need wins right now so you're going to see a lot of different like yeah. big players getting dropped uh, but yeah, no waivers didn't really affect anything. But yeah, no, it probably should be tenth gets first priority. Yeah, first gets tenth priority. Standard. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, I lost fair and square to Neil this time. Um, we are currently in ba- baseball fantasy, so I have that to keep me going. But um, 
Domination yeah. continues. All right. Uh, yeah, football fantasy is coming up. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about, um, you know, after the draft or leading up to the M- or the NFL draft. Uh, we're going to have some shows about that and as well as uh, fantasy implications going yeah. forward from that. Uh, but anyways, that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, hopefully you didn't have as much grief as I did in your fantasy playoffs. And hopefully you have a great week. Have a good week, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. Podcast.